Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and wow, am I excited to speak with Howard Levy, the virtuosic harmonica player, just uh, played and recorded with so many people, but many of us, Howard, know you from Bela Fleck and the Flecktones. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Very glad to have you here, and uh, you're coming to play a show on Saturday night? Yes. Tell me, tell me all about it and who you're playing with. Well, it's a, a duo I've had for quite a number of years now with guitarist Chris Siebold, and it's totally acoustic. Uh, Chris is a very amazing guitarist, and he was actually the house guitarist for Prairie Home Companion after Pat Donahue for about for the last three years that Garrison was there. Mm. And uh, he can really play. He can play anything. And uh, for our duo, he plays a, a steel resonator guitar. Nice. Because for some reason, it just seems like it goes extremely well with the harmonica and the piano. And uh, we play uh, all sorts of music, mostly um, my original tunes and uh, some things of Chris's. Uh, in just about every musical style that you could imagine. <laughs> well, yeah, and I neglected to mention, and we've heard you on piano many times here on the station, but piano is another, that's your other half, isn't it? Yeah, it's really my main instrument because uh, uh, I started on it when I was about eight and a half years old. And uh, it's uh, the thing that I, I, you know, I started playing piano and improvising when I was a kid. And I only started playing harmonica much later when I was 18. So uh, when I, the whole reason that I play harmonica the way I do, which you, I know you want to talk about, is because mm-hmm. I started on the piano. Sure, because, well, yeah, I suppose that makes sense, piano being a chromatic instrument. Let, let's go ahead exactly. and go, go there then, because, <laughs> nice setup, sir, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, t- tell us about the difference between a diatonic harmonica and a chromatic harmonica. Well, the diatonic harmonica has less calories. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. It's a, I did have some <laughs> coffee this morning. I, I, you know, I could I couldn't function at this extremely high level without it <laughs> at, at this hour. Of the day. Indeed. Uh, so uh, yeah, you know, the diatonic harmonica is the one that everybody associates with, you know, blues and folk, and you know, it's uh, the instrument. All the all the Little Walter and James Cotton and Paul Butterfield and all those guys and Bob Dylan, your Minnesota native, mm-hmm. uh, it's that instrument. Um, and usually it's thought of as a, you know, more of a folk instrument, more of a, a cruder instrument. Uh, the chromatic harmonica was invented almost a hundred years after the diatonic, which was invented in the 1820s, actually in German, in Southern Germany. Mm. And, uh, the, because harmonica players were frustrated that all the notes didn't seem to be on the diatonic harmonica. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the chromatic, what it is, is it's two sets of reeds. Um, and the, the way the harmonica works, all harmonicas pretty much, uh, that they use, they use the breath in both directions. There are two sets of reeds mounted, uh, on the harmonica, one that you blow on and one that you draw on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way the chromatic works, it has a double set of those. And one of them is in C, uh, and the other's in D-flat, and there's a slide mechanism that opens and closes off uh, one set of reeds. And so as you push the slide in and out, you can alternate between the C and D-flat scales, thereby giving you all 12 pitches. Mm-hmm. But the diatonic just has, I mean, if, if you, t- they come in all different keys, but uh, I, have, I happen to have one here. It's an A, uh, but um, 
the only natural notes that are on it are those, mm -hmm. just uh, most of the notes of the major scale. But what happened is when the instrument came to America, the blues players discovered that you could bend the pitches of the notes kind of in a sort of, well, it's kind of the opposite of the guitar, but it's a similar idea of, uh, you know, blues guitarists bending notes. Uh, on harmonica, you can bend the pitches down from uh, the distance between the higher pitched and lower pitched reeds on the hole. So if you have, like, the first hole here, you can bend that higher pitched note by changing the resonance of the inside of your mouth. Sure. And so there's all these in-between notes that are there, and they sound bluesy if you want them to. Or they can be pitches. I'm zeroing in on them, and the and that's when I start visualizing the piano keyboard. Yes. Uh, and not thinking mechanically about what's going on inside my mouth. But anyway, that's, that's just part one. And so... Uh, that's a little teaser of like, yeah, you know, I'm not explaining the whole thing yet, but I will. We not we have more than five minutes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean it's so remarkable to to single the pitches out though in that manner because, uh, you know, bending is one thing, but but being able to kind of slot those pitches in there as false pitches really uh, fascinates me, and uh, I just I I know the. Uh, just as a wind instrument player, you know, the concept of bending pitches, but uh, it's it's an, a whole other thing when you're when you mention that you kind of slot them in like that. That's a that's a different technique. Yeah, it's uh, well, the harmonica technique is something that uh, is unique to the harmonica. Uh, and yeah. also it's invisible to the musician who's playing it. There's no fingering and no eyesight involved. Yeah. So, uh, and there's nothing uh, having to do with the hands at all either. I mean, uh, it's it's really more like learning how to ride a bicycle in that sense of the, uh, it's a balancing act. You know, it's something that you can't quite teach by showing because you can't see it. So it's it's done by feel. And I, I uh, messed around on harmonica for about five months before I finally bent a note one day and it was, an epiphany, you know, that was the first day of the rest of my life when I was 18. And, uh, so the, uh, the thing that happened was, uh, you know, I was playing all these blues licks, but there are certain notes you can't get just by bending techniques. So you can bend on the bottom of the harmonica on the draw notes and on the top on the blow notes because of the instrument's all asymmetrical. It's a, it's really a weird thing because none of this was intended. It's a, it's all an accidental byproduct of the design of the instrument, which was huh. designed to play German folk songs, you know, yeah. in the key, in the key that's written on the harmonica. So if, it, wow. if you're playing an A harmonica, you, the idea is, <laughs> that's the idea. That's what it was designed to play. Yeah. Kind of like the auto harp, you know, it's like yep. you can't have a wrong note if you press those bars down and strum, you know. So uh, there, are, there are certain notes that just aren't there just by the standard bending techniques. So being a pianist, I got very frustrated at this, like, how come I can't play the major seventh if I'm playing blues? <laughs> I mean, I can play that note, but uh, I can't play... Duh. I can't play the major scale in the blues key, which is the 
key of fifth up from the uh-huh. key of the harp. And I can't play the flatted third in the second octave in blues. Any any guitar player just, you just put your finger down and go da 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 da. I right. can't play that standard lick. Like wow, this is crazy. You know, like how come? So I started playing, figuring. Well, maybe if I try to blow on the uh, and bend the blow notes on the bottom of the harmonica, let's see what happens because you can't bend them down. And then suddenly one day that note popped out when I tried to bend the blow note. And I thought, wow, there it is. It turns out that all the places on the instrument where there's notes missing, if you bend in the opposite direction from the way you usually would, they pop out higher. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, and and I I don't know what instrument you play. Trumpet, sort of. Trumpet. Yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So, uh, and I talked to a saxophone player friend of mine, and you'll appreciate this. He says, it sounds like you're overblowing a harmonic, and yeah. which is like the overtone series on a trumpet. That's how you get yeah. notes that, that are higher to pop out. And I thought, okay, well, he's a saxophone player. He must know what he's talking about, which wasn't true, because that isn't what you're doing. And But I called it overblowing, and I'm, I'm sorry I did. Um, <laughs> So it so it turns out. Well, Howard, can the, I get you to hang on, and we'll come back to you after a traffic report. Yes. Do you mind uh, that? Can I give you a preliminary? Here we go. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with you, okay, Howard? Hang on, Howard. Thanks so much for sticking around. That was just too good. I didn't want to hang up. So you were talking sure. about <laughs> we're talking with Howard Levy, pianist and uh, harmonica player. And we're talking, uh, he's got a show coming up, by the way. Let's uh, circle back to that for a half a second. Tomorrow night at Crooners, 6 o'clock, with guitarist Chris Siebold. So uh, we're talking with Howard about the just the unique ways you can play harmonica to get notes out that otherwise aren't on there. And we're talking about overblowing technique. So continue, please. (laughs) Yeah, so there I was. I was an 18-year-old college freshman in uh, in Northwestern, and... I thought, this is impossible that I'm the first person to do this. Well, it turns out that some other people had done it, but they were very obscure players, and they had only like squeaked out a note or two, and there's one recording of a guy from 1931, and there was another guy who tried doing it in the the mid-'60s, just before I figured it out. I, I, was, I came along to do this in 69 and 70, but... Uh, Nobody else was committed to it the way I was yeah. and had the musical knowledge uh, and desire to develop it into a f- the instrument into a fully chromatic instrument with, you know, make that technique just an integral part of what they did. Mm-hmm. So pretty much everyone you hear doing it, which now there's thousands of people using these techniques all over the world. It, it's, it's traceable back to me in one way or another. <laughs> yes, no, I, I yeah. and that's why I'm spending yeah. so much time talking about this because it's yeah. a, a unique discovery that uh, you had, and uh, then of course went on to uh, play in another just unique concept band with uh, Bela Fleck and the Flecktones. Um, one of the things I always loved about that band is all the unique time signatures you play in, and uh-huh. how you know it just kind of uh, plays with your brain while you're listening in that way and. Uh, that just must have been such a ride to to be in that kind of innovative group. Yeah, it still is. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. We're still playing. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's funny about the odd time meters because I had an intense interest in Bulgarian music, 
that predated uh, my stint in the band. And actually, I was writing things in odd time meters from the age of uh, 17. Uh, hmm. And I still play. We're going to play one of my tunes that I wrote when I was 17 uh, and and oh, wow. added on to uh, uh, Chris and I are going to play it. It's called Extension Chord, and it's a tune in nine. And then, um, you know, my interest in Bulgarian music led me to found a, a band in Chicago called the Balkan Rhythm Band mm-hmm. that specialized in the music of Bulgaria, Macedonia, uh, and all the different parts of Yugoslavia, what was the former Yugoslavia. Yeah. So when I got into the Flectones, I had been, you know, t- super comfortable with improvising in odd time meters. Huh. You know, and yeah. Bela was just, they sort of came out of him in a sort of organic way yeah. uh, d- due to his banjo picking style. And uh, so we all just meshed very well. And, and Vic and Roy were very uh, relaxed in any kind of rhythm. And if there was stuff that, that, you know, we couldn't figure out how to play. We worked on it until we could. You know, all of us had the same kind of attitude. Everybody was innovating things on their instruments or, in yes. Roy's case, inventing his instrument. Yes. And um, that's the that's when I started doing a lot of live performances simultaneously on piano and harmonica. Since I recorded stuff like that in the studio, I fig- we figured, well, that's part. Of, that's the sound of the band is, um, you know, those instruments being played together uh, a lot of the time. And, um, and I'm going to actually do a lot of that on, uh, tomorrow on Saturday night with Chris too, yeah. uh, because, uh, it's just something that I, I feel, uh, it, it's just natural for me to do. Yeah. And, wow. uh, a lot of the, some of the piano playing I'm going to do Saturday is accompanying Chris and some of it is soloing and mm-hmm. then some of it is simultaneous. Uh, hmm. Wow. Uh, quickly, before we have to let you go, tell us how you met up with Chris Siebold in the first place, how you two started this collaborative effort. Well, um, the, the, uh, just being in Chicago and, and hearing about people, you know, and uh, Chris came over to my house one day and we, uh, I heard him play and I was just bowled over. I mean, the guy can play anything and he has mm. just ridiculous technique. Uh, and an amazing ear, and he's really soulful and bluesy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are you hearing that? I didn't mean. Oh, for yeah. You. Okay. Well, uh, it's no one else is. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so uh, the album that Chris and I eventually recorded—it's called Art Plus Adrenaline. And I'm sorry you don't have a copy of it, unless you do. Uh, but that is the kind of the recorded culmination of a long duo relationship that we've had of touring all over the world. Uh, we've played in Brazil and Europe and Argentina and all over America mm-hmm. and in Russia. Wow. Uh, and it, uh, he was also part of, uh, this band that I had called acoustic express, which did a CD called, uh, time capsules, uh, back in around uh, 2005. Well, no, it was later than that. Nice. 2008 maybe. And that's on my label, Balkan Samba records. And so I, I've collaborated with Chris on, on those, as well as my instructional video called Out of the Box, where I p- composed and performed with Chris uh, tunes in all 12 keys on a C-harp, which oh, cool. was a, kind of a revolutionary thing. And we, we actually play some of those tunes as music, because I wrote them as instructional pieces, but some of them are really cool, so <laughs> continue to play them. Well, there and, you go. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that's me and Chris, and uh, you know, I, I just love playing with the guy. He's also a great singer, 
and so he's going to sing at least one tune, and I am going to sing a tune because I've written vocal tunes for more than 40 years, and I've gotten braver about it. Uh, I recently put out a book called Songs, Poems, and Stories, uh, because I've also written poetry since I was a little kid, and uh, I'm going to sing a song that I wrote about Buddy Bolden, the legendary jazz trumpet player. Mm -hmm. I actually wrote this tune more than 20 years ago and only had a few lyrics. And uh, when that surreal movie came out, I realized maybe I have to actually finish the tune and write all the words. I think I actually wrote all the words before the movie came out. And uh, it's just the timing of it is sort of unusual. Indeed. So uh, anyway, I'm going to sing it. I, well, I've good. decided uh, that I'm going to do it. Chris doesn't know I'm going to sing this, <laughs> but he'll find out when he'll he hears my golden out. tones. <laughs> <laughs> well, Howard Levy, what a pleasure it's been to speak with you. Thanks for staying on for a little extra time sure. with us this morning. You're playing tomorrow night at Crooners, 6 o'clock with Chris Siebold on guitar, and you'll be playing harmonica and piano, sometimes at the same time, and uh, uh, singing as well. What a pleasure it's been to speak with you. Thank you so much, and hope you have a great rest of your day.